For a second time on the show, Jake Rossberg and I catch up on the last few weeks. I crewed an ultramarathon in Florida, which was a wild experience for me. Flew straight back to Nashville for work and finally back home here in Utah. We discuss principles, values, and the difference between the two with some help from Kaylee, Jake's wife. We also touch on the importance of living with intention and how we should be sure to listen to our friends more than responding to them when they need to talk. Always a great time catching up with Jake and we'll get right into it. Well, how the hell are you? <laughs> Just dandy. <laughs> How does it feel to be now the most uh, frequent guest on the podcast? Dude, feeling good. I'm on top of the world. <laughs> I mean, out of uh, a whopping 10 people. Yeah, I'm back you to being back. You one of them. Yeah, dude, back to back champ. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I really am. Oh, dude, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I don't know. I, I enjoy these sessions. I think they're fun. I mean, it's been... A month since I've seen you is when we did this last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what's going on? Dude. We're in Cali for a bit. I was in California. I got to celebrate Thanksgiving. I I drove home through an absolute blizzard. Um, in a rear, Jake called rear wheel drive. I did. I, I didn't answer. He didn't answer. But Can't remember what I was doing. Dude, a, it was the type of snowstorm that would have turned an atheist into a believer. Like it, I was gripping, dude. I <laughs> such an old white person thing to say. I feel oh. like, like my grandpa would say that. Yeah, dude. I, maybe I'm old, but like I don't know, dude. You were I'm, scared. I was scared. You were praying. I would, dude. It was insane. Like I went 20 miles per hour for two or three hours. Behind a semi truck, just sitting there praying. In his tire tracks. I'm oh, assuming. dude, I like, couldn't, I couldn't see anything. I, I could barely see his tail lights. Like, had he exited, I would have exited. Like that, I had nothing. Really? Yeah, like it was bad. I wanted to take How a picture. How far away but, were you from him and like seeing the tail lights? Ah, uh, like, like way how far too could close. You, see? you couldn't. I couldn't see yards? very. Probably less. Like, it, it was just one of those things where yeah. I kind of decided if I lost him, I was screwed. And I wanted to take a picture, but I couldn't take a hand off the steering wheel. I did it once to try to call you, and you didn't answer, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Abandon ship. But it was scary, dude. Seriously. Um, but no, but other than that, man, life is just, I say this all the time, but it's just treating me better than I deserve. Like, I'm just... Hmm. It's working out in whatever way it's supposed to work out, but things are good. Like, I was just, I was telling Carter, I was just, he wanted me to think of a few specific thoughts. And now the problem is, you know, age of information, no such thing as an original thought. Yeah. But now all these other things are just whirling around my head and I'm trying to remember what it is I wanted to talk to you about. And because they're, they're not my thoughts and so I don't want to share them, but that's annoying. That's fine. Well, yeah. And like we were talking before we hopped on here, just, uh, yeah, I see a cool video on TikTok. It's like, wow, that was really nice. And then swipe. There's a cat jumping around, like just the most random things, like to, to be able to retain stuff like that. It's just kind of impossible because you're saying like when you read, you retain it better and you can think about an idea or like a quote that's given or a principle yeah, discussed. like, because even, even when I listen to audiobooks, 
Like I, I feel like I was just I was telling Carter, if I'm reading a book, I can take the thought and I kind of blow it up in my mind, and I'm able to to kind of branch off of it and create my own ideas off of it, retain mm-hmm. it a little bit easier. But the problem is, the more I thought about these things that he wanted to talk to me about or we wanted to discuss today, obviously the, the algorithm picks up on these thoughts and ideas and trends and I'm searching it out and I want to learn more about it. And then all of a sudden my entire feed is just filled yeah. with everyone saying the exact same thing in 10 different ways. And I'm no longer blowing it up or thinking about it. I'm just taking it in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, it's being spoon fed to me. I don't have to work for it. And I'm not like, I probably got a thousand times more information from the things being thrown at me. And I don't remember a 10th of it. Yeah. Which like, it's almost disgusting. Yeah. It gives, yeah, it's really wild. Especially when you try to recall, then you're like, Oh my gosh, what did I just watch (laughs) for the last hour? Like, yeah, I think this, uh, it's a type of brain fog that's sure. But it's, it's like the worst type. I, I feel like there's grogginess. I feel like there's fatigue. But overstimulation and overinformation, like an overload of information, almost feels worse than waking up tired. Like because you don't feel anything, you just try to remember, and there's nothing to recall, and that's scary. Like that's yeah, that's for a sure. Problem. Especially with like any type of social media that you're bringing in, like there's just like so much that's just worthless. Yeah, and then it just like fills up and it's taking your attention it's influencing what else you want to think about and then like you see one video that's got these some shoes you like you go search <laughs> those and then it's like something else you want or a destination you want to get to a yeah. shirt you've always Compares, wanted a car you your want. life to somebody else that you see doing something yeah. and uh gets pretty heavy in a way yeah. but i think like something i've been trying to well I've been doing a great job at it. Like producing more than you're consuming. That's smart. Yeah. So I'm like trying to write more. I'm trying to write a lot more. I'm trying to write more. Yeah. Dude. Um. Like what I said. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But yeah. just like finding a quote or like finding like a principle or something that's like, oh, I don't really know what that means to me or something, mm-hmm. anything along those lines and like really sitting down. Dude, do you know I'm who, like trying to do you know who John Maxwell is no just he's just an author but he's something he said that kind of stuck with me is he says that every day he thinks every day he reads every day he writes and every day he files but it's just it's him looking for ways to use his brain like to stretch his brain to and I didn't realize it but it's exactly what he just said is every day he looks for more ways to use his brain than to have his brain be used. like I think that's probably one of the healthiest principles you could live by. Uh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Because, I, I don't know, dude, you just, you just opened up a whole new door. I haven't thought about the need to, like, make your brain work in a while. You know, like, it, I think that's why our focus is absolutely plummeting, like, our ability to do so, mm-hmm. our ability to write, to be creative, to to do any of these things even to speak like you hang out with someone that's been on their phone all day and you try to talk to them and like the first 10 minutes when they're just slowly like 
trying to wake up and get back into the rhythm and it's like that's scary that's not healthy yeah it's definitely an overload of information it just like makes you tired yeah and yeah and not to mention all the you know bad side effects with overloading your dopamine system and everything else you know there's something to be said about detoxing and stepping away from it all and not to jump topics but dude you went into a pretty good like i was telling you what i've been up to the last few weeks Mm -hmm. but you went into your own pretty good episode of detoxing and kind of pushing things away and back over this last little bit yeah i uh the thing I've I kind of real, I've realized about myself, like I've been journaling a lot last year, okay, and even to myself, I'm just bullshitting myself so hard. Like I tell myself, like there's entries where I'm like, okay, I want to start doing this and this and this is what I believe and this is how you should live and blah 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 blah, and then it's like I don't really do it and it's mm-hmm. not great and then it's just so stupid. Do you think you lie to yourself in your entries? For when you read back on them later? Or do you feel like you just... Don't I don't think I lie to myself. I just like want to tell myself how the future is going to go. It's mm-hmm. like a... It's a false validation. Like I'm validating myself of like what is going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the last two weeks, like I've just been getting hit in the face. Just two by four, you know, just live intentionally and, you know, quit the shit type of thing. Yeah. Because um, like we all have like... You envision your future self and like your your future life, and there's like principles. That story is based on principles. Yeah. Um. And like we all have those, and you know they're probably all going to vary a little bit, um, mm-hmm. from like base core stuff. But I just like found myself really not living by them. Okay. If that makes sense. Dude, I I don't know if you have a system or if it's anything you've even thought about but where did you start like in this whole detoxing process and this whole like burn it all down like you you wanted to start living in a certain way you wanted to start abiding by these principles where did you start was it like rereading them back over was it noticing what you're doing that wasn't aligning with the principles like what happened um is there a process well you definitely triggered something i'm going to do like i haven't sat down and like okay what what are those base principles? Mm-hmm. Like I haven't like I don't have like a list of ten or anything like that. It's just you know, it's really just been so recent that it's. Uh, but like you, you know made my a my future yeah no I yeah I've made a lot yeah like and, a- <laughs> and it's like a healthy it's, it's been like a healthy stick. I've, I'm talking to myself differently. I think that's a big one. Okay. Um, processing more of what I'm feeling, and how I'm acting. Mm-hmm. And especially how I'm acting when feelings come up and it's not just, you know, I've had, I'll, we'll get into like the bike stuff that's been going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And then there's like so much for next year and like all this stuff. And like, then, you know, it's like really just right in my face. It's like, okay, I know I should exercise every single day. Yeah. And there's like days I don't, but like the base principle is like when I envision my future self and like the most productive and the most successful person I can be the, in, in the dream that I'm chasing. It's built on the principle of like taking care of my body, like 
actually taking care of it. Like stop mm-hmm. with the bullshit excuses and then like stop lying to myself. And it's like, yeah, I'm tired. Like I'll exercise tomorrow. And it's just like the simplest lies and the things like we all tell ourselves a thousand times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like doing those. So you started like, with the physical side of things. Yeah. Physical and just the things that I know, like, if I keep a good sleep schedule, mm-hmm. I will be, you know, better all around. If I exercise every day, I'll be better all around. Mm-hmm. If I eat proper foods, I'll be better all around. If I take care of my gut microbiome, like that's, I'm going to be better all around. Yeah. And no. those like, you can't even argue those. No, you, you can't. But like, I've been bullshitting myself for so long and just like letting things fall. So I'm just trying to live a lot more intentionally. And that's, you know, it started to... Le- uh, leak into like my personal life and social life and mm-hmm. same thing envisioning what I want that social aspect of my life to be mm-hmm. and to like really be that person like you really can just like write it out like what you have to do and like what you have to live by to be that person yeah and cut out all the stuff that's limiting you from actually reaching that dang so like the last few weeks, you just took a harder look at like where it is you're trying to go and what you've been doing to get there thus far and like the systems yeah. that you tell yourself and over and over that like this is how you live your life and this is who I am and this is what I do mm-hmm. and this is what I believe in and now you're just trying to align it all. Yeah. I think a lot of yeah. it was aided with uh, I dove into attachment styles again right right <laughs> um and i'm like a pretty uh avoidant <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> attachment style and you know it's not the best obviously uh there's a lot of anxious attachment styles a lot of avoidant and obviously there's the secure and mm-hmm. you should try and be insecure and just like looking at uh, those tendencies i have um, at least being having that avoidant attachment style not mm-hmm. o- not only comes in relationships with people mm-hmm. um, or like romantic partners, but it also is like an avoidant attachment style towards um, like my future self and like my goals. Like when something starts to become a reality to me mm-hmm. and work or anything like that, it gets so scary. Mm-hmm. Like same thing on the social side, like someone starts to get too close to me, like I want a distance. Yeah. Um, and like I found myself doing that with work, like so many like work things to start, you know, for the good, like it's looking good, but it's like, uh, yeah, you're like, like I, I want to make podcasts. I want to create, I want to write. Um, I need to go out and I need to go travel to make content for him. Things are piling up. I need to make shorts and like, it's a lot like it just blows yeah, up. But it's not, it's not it's anxious. Like it's just that you're avoiding it. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm avoiding Like it's, it's all good. Yeah, like, but yeah, I just like want to create that to protect myself because it's like, hey, if I don't like, if I don't climb all these steps, I'm not going to fall as far. Right. If you don't try as hard, you don't care as much. It won't hurt as bad if things go wrong. Exactly. Yeah, there's. And so like I never thought while going in to fix myself on the social aspect of attachment styles, Mm -hmm. it would start to like show up. And things not related to people as well. 
so that's been like super crazy to this is the first time I'm articulating it out loud and it's mm. pretty crazy it's fun to look at it's something I've been like pondering a bit but so like the whole uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything is really starting to ring true yeah so like there's how you do your work is how you'll face your relationships is how you'll take care of your body is how you'll take care of other people yeah dang so so sorry to everyone that Carter's interacted with in the last three weeks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, to change subjects very fast. Uh, when you said... We love transformation. We love transformation. You know? Yep. All right. I want to have a lighthearted uh, topic really fast. When you said uh, you were in that snowstorm and okay, it, it was ahead. so bad, it was going to make an atheist a believer. Yeah, I, I saw this, uh, I think it was on Twitter, and it made me laugh so hard. It's a screenshot. It's uh, white people vernacular that they should use more often. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I probably use a lot of these. That's rich coming from you. Oh. Okay. Okay, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Let's skedaddle. Let me be frank. Now listen here, pal. Cup of Joe. You're barking up the wrong tree. I like that one. How you like them apple? How you like them apples? And newsflash, buddy. <laughs> newsflash, buddy. Those are fighting words. Uh, I like that one. Newsflash, buddy. Yeah, I think we've all said it at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I was, dude, I was, I was servicing a like an, an eighty year old the other day, and. I told him how big my dad is because my dad's a huge dude. Like, he's a big guy. Kelly Rosenberg is a he's, large man. He's a man's man. He's a he's a big old fella. And I, I told What is he, 6'9? No, he's 6'6. He's, six, he's, six, six. he's probably 6'7 with his hair or whatever. But he's, my whole life, he's been like 350 pounds. Yeah. Like, his heaviest, he was like 385. Big dude. Like, easily. Yeah. And. I told him how big he is. I told him how big my uncle is because my uncle's even bigger. And he was like, he could go, oh, what did he say? He's like, those two could go bear hunting with a, with a, oh, dude, it was like with a switch. Those what two could go bear about? hunting with a switch. And I was like, what's a switch? A switch is like, it's an old, old term for like a whip, basically. Hmm. And I was like, this dude's super old. Oh, super old. But I love talking to him because I'm like, it, I love these kinds of terms. He told another like he told me that his neighbor was madder than a rattlesnake in a barrel. I haven't I've heard, heard that, that since before. like SpongeBob. Like he he had a few though that I was like, these are golden. Like he's quick, oh. he's witty. Oh yeah, he's witty. But like it, it makes me sad that that side of like our vernacular is dying down. Because old I, people sayings, yeah, like old people sayings and just things like that. We don't we don't use language like that anymore, and I miss it. Do you ever use as the crow flies? Like I brought up in a conversation recently, and there was a, there was a part of the group that had had never heard that, or like who says that as the crow flies? I wow. thought that was a pretty common. I don't know. You are the man. Like I've never met anyone that says that's asinine as much as you do. Like there's <laughs> there's there's some. Like there's there's some things like I know what that means. I'm just I'm thinking about like other terms because oh, dude, like not even not even sayings, 
Kaylee the other day <laughs> on Halloween. She's talking to her, her students, high uh-huh. school students, 11th graders. Okay. Call someone a saint. She's like, you are like Mother Teresa. They had no idea who Mother Teresa was. Really? No idea. No clue? Like, no clue. One kid hmm. had a guess, but it was like way bad. Like, I, it was so bad, I don't even remember it. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I couldn't tell you anything about Mother Teresa. But, like, at least you know who know she she's is. Saint, yeah. You know she's a saint. Like I don't know anything about her story, though. That's okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to call myself a historian by any means. Okay. I'm just, it's, but, like, there's big figures like that that she talks about, and they have no clue. Like, the other day was uh, Nelson Mandela. No clue. No clue. Like, um, hmm. someone, she brought up the Civil Rights Act and, like, the Civil Rights Movement and yeah. all that. They had no idea what it was. What are you talking about? That's not taught in school? It must be, but they don't even remember it. Or they don't pay attention. Like They don't know what the civil... No, she, was. she brought it up. She brought it up because it was part of a movie or something that they were going to watch. Or, or she compared it to, like... She compared it to something in The Hunger Games. I don't know. She's a really good teacher, so she tries to break it down and everything. They should watch Forrest Gump, really dive in, and then go off and like learn... Yeah, everything. she should make him watch Forrest Gump. But my point is, she, she when she brought up the comparison, they had no idea what it was. Like, maybe two or three students per class. But, like, the vast majority of them just had no idea what she was talking about. I think I've already talked about the, the upcoming generation a few times whenever That's we crazy. get on these podcasts. But, like, it's not that I'm worried, because I, I think it's rude to say that you're worried about an upcoming generation, because it's, like, one little sample size of a few classrooms and stuff like that like that's just wrong to yeah. to say that i'm worried but like it and especially because these aren't things that they ne- like quote unquote need to know about they should they should i would say that's kind of a, you should you need to know that no they need to know the civil they need to know why <laughs> they need to know the history i'm just and i'm not going to gauge like their success or failure off of these oh, things okay. i'm but. just it, it's just, it's wild that, like, this isn't top of, not even top of mind, but in their mind. It's like when you watch those videos about people walking around Times Square, and they're like, name four states, and people are like, Canada. I saw one that was, what language do they speak in Idaho? <laughs> Did she, they, she didn't, like, she, the girl had no clue what was. She didn't get it? No. I watched one yesterday, and the guy was like, name three countries and the first thing she said was Africa and I was like Hmm. huh well I mean if you put a south in front of it you're good to go but (laughs) close but no cigar yeah Hmm. I was that got way off topic yeah but that's a good turn yeah dude I uh so I was in Florida a week ago Mm -hmm. week and a half ago when you ran or walked, I crewed. I crewed an ultra marathon, mm-hmm. and I didn't think walking could hurt so bad. And you made nineteen miles. Yeah, dude. I, I have my muscle. My legs haven't hurt that bad on any of the bike rides I've ever done. They still hurt. No, I mean dude. it took like a day and a half to get over. But like, I got done walking nineteen miles. Mm-hmm. Well, no, like a mile and a half to go, yeah. they just like, they shut down. Like the pain in my hip flexors and hamstrings, <laughs> dude, it was bad. 
Granted, I probably wasn't like, I was like just walking. Yeah. Were you, like, were I can, you in good I, shoes? Yeah. Oh. At like mile 10, I was like, I'm walking 50. I'm going to finish half of this thing with him. Right. 50 miles. Not a chance. Dude. I couldn't move my legs. I was in the back of this like expedition mm-hmm. and I couldn't like move <laughs> at all. I had the Theragun and it was just mm-hmm. excruciating. I was like, what the hell? Like just, I thought I met, I was a, a decent athlete walking 19 miles. Apparently that's way past my limit. Cause dude, I was in shambles. Two thoughts then real quick. First of all, I don't know if you even listened to this, but shout out Chase Lima for ripping a marathon without any preparation Dude. whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you see the video of him coming off the plane yesterday? Yeah, I saw the video of Chase trying to make it down the, the freaking tunnel to get off the, the airplane. So, so our, great, our great buddy Chase, I mean, he's known about this marathon for a like a year. Man. Love him. Love him to death. Love him to death. But he signed up for this like a year ago. A good minute ago. Almost a year. We've been talking about it for a while, so like I know he's been planning on it. Yeah, and then he came back to Utah a little bit ago, and he's like, yeah, we need to go running. I need to go train for this marathon in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sweet, how's training been going? And he's like, it hasn't. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Dude, you're going to be hurting. He's like, yeah, I know. And mm-hmm. it, oh, I actually have a funny story about this. So I texted him. I'm like, hey, are you free Friday? Mm-hmm. This was a couple days ago. Yeah. And uh, like you free Friday, we're, you know, we're getting together. <laughs> He's like, what time? Obvious question. And mm-hmm. then he sends me a picture. He was in the marathon. He, he was te- texting he me. He texted you back while he was just yeah. running in He's the He's like, marathon. mile seven. <laughs> and I was like, "Is that? are you doing that right now? He's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll try and make it. I was like, all right, go kill it, man. And then he sent me another picture. Like, I think he was like 16 or I don't even know where he's at. Just sending it? Yeah. Dude. I was like, damn, that made me laugh pretty hard, though. I'll give him that. Chase is great at doing things that suck for a long time. Like, he, that is one of Chase's greatest skills. I will give him that. Yeah, that plane of him coming off, that video of him coming off the plane was, he's, he's hurting. Top he texted me, uh, I think it was yesterday or this morning. He's like, hey, we need to go run tomorrow. Or I was like, let's go on a walk. You can't really walk. Like, you probably need some time to recover. Your body's in a lot of pain right now. Dude, I, see, I have this like super toxic trait where I just think to myself, I'm like, dude, it's only 26 miles. You could, okay. and that's why it's such a toxic trait. Here's, no, I will say this. Okay. Anyone can go walk a marathon. Like you could finish a marathon. Time cutoff wise, mm-hmm. you can walk at a pace. To finish marathon, I did 19 miles. I tapped out. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. And it was also three in the morning. It was three in the morning. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and I didn't know I was gonna be doing that that day. To mm-hmm. tell you that. No. So I was I there. Know that part. Then yeah, for the whole story, I was there to like take pictures and videos of this. Okay. And then the night before, the two other guys were there, and we're all talking. And Nate is like, "Yeah, like." Yeah, y'all can help me if you want, and, but I really brought like Carter here to like push me. And I looked at him and I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, like come pace me tomorrow." And I was like, "Dude, <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna be pacing. Like, what are you talking about?" 
So I had like, dude. You're like on a bike, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, so from 10.30 to like 3 a.m., Dude, what's the, what's the difference between also biking 19 and walking 19? You can finish that thought first. What's the difference? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. It's like obviously... Six hours and like 45 minutes? Let me... <laughs> A five-hour difference, <laughs> no, Jake. Me, that's me, that's the difference. It. At what point does biking become the, fa- the same level of physical exertion as 19 Here, miles? Here, this is how I'll answer that. Okay. I walk 19 miles mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. I would have rather <laughs> bike to century, dude. A double century. I literally would have done two hundred miles over walk that again. Dang. So you think like you you think it's that much harder on your body? You know it is. Obviously. I wasn't prepared. Obviously, well, if I walked <laughs> if I walked three times a week mm-hmm. or ran three times a week right now, if I stood up, if you had a, if you had a standing desk, if you did the bare minimum, athlete. Yeah, <laughs> you could get through a marathon. You're gonna hurt though. Like, Maybe we're gonna sign up. Like, I, I my knee's not hurting as bad anymore. It's it's on the up. Let's end so, it. So, we're doing a 50k next year. 50k. All right. Well, this Trail. is the first time. Yeah, I've in the mountains. It, but sounds good. You heard it here. Heard it here first, folks. I'll, I'll record some of it so that I can put it on this podcast. It's just gonna be a lot of heavy, heavy breathing and cuss words and sadness. Oh, but a while time. ago, I said two things. One, shout out to Chase for ripping it. Oh yeah. Two, Carter Machen is now a sponsored <laughs> professional no, athlete. And I don't we've think he's told con- anyone. We've yet. had this conversation. I don't think he's told anyone yet. We've but had he's a Say it right. sponsored athlete. Yeah, there we go. I call him a pro. Not a pro. Dude, congratulations. Thanks, man. Dude, what you, like, you did it. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> you did it, dude. Well, yeah, I haven't really told a few people, some few close friends, but I haven't put it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So. And only like 25 people are going to listen to this episode. Most of them are my family, so. Hey, they deserve to know. Hey, I, uh, yeah, that's, it's been a weird one for sure to like kind of process everything. But uh, yeah, it just goes back to. Kind of what we talked about last time and like living mm-hmm. yourself like unapologetically because it's like I wasn't, you know, contacted by them to be like a pro writer. Like I'm not that good, but it was like just the mix of like showing the lifestyle and like how it's helped me and mm-hmm. the photography and the videos that come with it and the community around it. And I just like fell in this great middle ground of like being semi okay at riding a bike mm-hmm. and Dude, being good at taking pictures like you yeah. did it and like you, you i signed the contract in a parking lot in my truck on like tuesday yeah I, but, how you, uh, feel? you stoked yeah how long is it for a year how do you pronounce the place again Vetus. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Vetus bikes, everybody. Yeah, out of the UK. They've been making bikes for 80 years um, over there. Now they're uh, starting to ship, distribute in the States and needed some riders and Dude. off to racing this next year. And Jake is going to get a kick-ass deal on a bike. Oh, I've got some bad news about that. Yeah, bike, we're not going to bring it up. It's I don't already want to hear sold. it. You sold it? Yeah, dude, you're taking too long, man. Guess who bought it? 
Is it the same guy I just gave kudos to? Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, Chase. You were taking too long, man. I respect that. Early bird gets the worm. Yeah. I mean, I have the other bike that he was going to get, so. The white one? No, the black one. The specialized gravel bike that I took to Alaska. You still have that thing? Yeah. You got a problem. But I, I got that one for free. Dude, you know what, man? I guess if you get it for free, like, more power to you. I'm happy for you, dude. When do they send you your first Vitas? I just talked to him today, asking, you know, rough ETA on the new bike that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not going to get here. I'll probably get here in February, unfortunately. But no, you can't ride much in the winter anyway. Yeah, they're uh, sending me their one of their other gravel bikes, and okay. then I might be heading off to uh, Arizona to train a bit. But it's the plan as of right now. And then next year, I got so far like five races. Gravel lined up. Yep, all of them so far. Dang man, I'll probably do like three road events. Three road events? Yeah. Oh. And just change out your tires or just different bikes? Well, they're sending me two bikes. Oh. Thank you, Vitas. Yeah. Y'all are some great people. They are. And, uh, yeah, they're all about just riding and not, like, the elitist, like, vibe of the cycling community and what it holds. Dude, is there is there, like, a pretty snobby crew somewhere in there like i'm sure there is there has to be there's there's one thousand percent there's a group around utah i'm not gonna name anybody okay yeah if you see them out on the roads and you wave at them they won't wave back at you because you're not part of their club you don't you don't have their jersey on Um, it's like all right do you want a jersey for christmas i'll get you one all of you guys are just you know we're all average joes here for the most part Mm -hmm. like having fun but like they have group and there's a few groups here and like no one really cross rides with each other mm-hmm. like group a will like post all right wednesday group ride and like the two other like you know quote groups mm-hmm. won't go ride in that group ride because it's not their thing it's just stupid it's just like a community that should be together yeah and like why not like meet everyone but i don't know there's stuff like that and it's because their bikes are more expensive or because their jerseys match their jerseys match. Cute. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's been a super weird thing. Doesn't feel real at all whatsoever. Being sponsored? Still. Yeah. Howdy. <laughs> how, how are you? Good. How are you? Katie, come here. I want you to tell the world your theme for the last month. My theme? Yeah. What theme? I don't know. You're a thinker. Do you want to tell them? I don't know what theme you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, what's... You're not leading her in this very well. Um... I think Jay's at, trying to ask you, what have you been thinking about this last month? Or like life lessons. Or life lessons. You're going to okay. get kind of close. So because I'm a teacher, I get to see all the great things about kids and all the bad things. So each personality has something very unique about it, right? And there's some things that you love, and there's some things that you're like, hey, kid, that's kind of weird, but whatever. And this past month, I've been focusing on 
just accepting kids for how they are and choosing to love them. And it's been interesting to see how they respond to that because I think kids need a lot of love. And then it's kind of trickled into my other relationships and it's made a big difference. Hmm. So just loving people for who they are unconditionally. That's good because we've been talking a lot of shit on those younger kids. We have been. <laughs> well, they're little shitheads, they, but <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know what the civil rights movement was. What are you telling? They that? also didn't know who Mother Teresa was. Yeah, we talked about That's that. What yeah. I'm to tell them. yeah. Yeah, they struggle, but we can just find the good things. Hmm. Nah, we'll focus on good. the good. Yeah, because there's a lot of things to improve. So I read. Bomber Mafia. Okay. Mal- Malcolm Gladwell. Good guy. Phenomenal. Phenomenal read. Okay. And there's a quote that he gives towards the end uh, that I'm asking you about. Right. Any thoughts? Quote, without persistence, principles are meaningless because one day your dream may come true. And if you cannot keep that dream alive in the interim, then we, then who are you? thoughts my thoughts without persistence principles are meaningless um if i break down that first part and just think about it without persistence principles are meaningless it's like i think it's because they can't be lived like if you're not persistent in living your principles okay like, if you're not persistent in actually living them, it's it's almost like you, what you were saying earlier about not being able to, like, like lying to yourself mm-hmm. and things like that. It's because if you're not constantly or consistently living these principles, then why abide by them? Why have them? Like, if, if they're not being put to use, like... If, Do you, yeah, and then just a question that came to mind. Um, do you think... I totally lost that one. All right, just keep going. Because one day your dream may come true, and if you cannot keep that dream alive in the interim, then who are you? Dang, man. So you, like, you've just been sitting with this like the last couple of days, really just thinking about it. Yeah, I've had a lot of travel time in the past two weeks, and if you can imagine even more time alone. So... uh yeah, this one's been on my mind a lot. I mean, I kind of touched on it quite a bit um, at the beginning. Mm. But yeah, this is what I've been writing on the last week a bit. Is there anything you want to share from it? Because like, I'll, I'll be honest, Like before this, we were even talking about how I was looking at it and like out of context and not knowing like what the dream was or like where the quote came from. It, like, I'm not, I'm not some magic poet like i love reading i love Mm -hmm. i love creating thought like that's just the truth but like reading through it it's funny like it's almost bewildering because i can break the sections into like what that section means for me like what i just did on that first but as a whole like i have like i'm almost having a a problem or difficulty coming up with like a complete thought Mm, okay I mean, that makes sense. If you yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to reading it. Okay. Well, I'm going to read what I've been thinking about. This is kind of lengthy, but 
Bear with me. It's your podcast. <laughs> do what I want. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Anyone can say no once or even a few times when their beliefs, morals, or guiding principles are put to the test. That's easy. But what happens when the request or even the demand to go against what you believe co- what you believe comes from someone above you in work or life, whatever that means, maybe someone of influence, to be repeatedly driven and pushed to go against yourself when your devotion to your principles is truly shown? I've been dreaming of doing something with this podcast for years and to somehow make some difference in the journey of healing mental and physical health of myself and others. And this is just one small step of probably 50 I need to make to get where I hope to go. Last year, I had the amazing opportunity opportunity to work on a startup that was working with therapists to make uh, receiving professional help easier in the mental health space. My quote dream was coming true, but it was partly because it kind of just fell into my lap. I hadn't initially started the brainstorming creation of this startup. Ultimately, and unfortunately, it failed for a few different reasons, and my life turned into panic and chaos and questioning everything I was doing. I was looking to go into computer sciences and coding. I even looked into taking a job in a career field where I truly despised the culture and ethics of it. My ideals and principles of what I wanted to do with my life were tested and I questioned and I almost left them there to dry up and die. I was able to regain my composure and stay grounded through some pretty difficult months and focus on what I wanted to make of my life and skills. And although I still think I'm chasing a pipe dream, my principles are more clear than ever. My dreams haven't come true, most of them anyway, but some have. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that persistence of remaining true to myself is shining a light on the truth and weight of that quote from the beginning of this, which is without persistence, principles are meaningless because one day your dream may come true. If you cannot keep that dream alive in the interim, then who are you? In a way, I believe principles are some main pillars that make us who we are. You live your life and make decisions based on your personal principles. When there's not persistence in living by them or not standing by them, when there is opposition against them, what the fuck is the point of dreaming of a future life built upon those principles? I believe that the life we each dream of is li- we each dream of living is built upon our own base principles. And if you can't stand by yours in the pursuit of those dreams, then who are you? That was my airport thought. <laughs> Some good airport thoughts, dude. We fall to our principles. So what are your thoughts about that quote from that? Because principles can be used synonymously with like our systems. I'm trying to remember what it's from, but it's basically like when when our thoughts and feelings fail and they can't be trusted, we fall to our principles, we fall to our systems. Hmm. And like that's that's what it sounds like. Like that's what your writing sounds like. I have a copy and I'm reading it. Without persistence, principles are meaningless. I believe principles. What do you mean when like our thoughts and feelings fail? Yeah, because your your thoughts and your feelings will betray you. Like Kaylee's in the room. Kaylee mm-hmm. wakes up at four fifty-five every single day, yeah, because she has to go to school. Like she has to prepare, make sure that everything's fine by the time they come in. It's like, does she feel like waking up? Does she want to? Uh, Absolutely not. But like, it's part of her system. It's part of her process. Yeah. And it's like it's probably borderline a principle at this moment to wake up, or even if it's not to wake up, but it's to be on time and to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Like it's more of like the principle of preparedness and like giving honor to that by giving it the time it deserves. Exactly. Like, like it, it, you create your systems around your principles. Yeah. And then therefore when your feelings fail or they betray you, you fall back on your systems, your habits. Then if your principles are built the same way and you're aligned, like it creates the life you want. Like what 
you've been talking about, mm-hmm. like shedding the things that don't serve you. Yeah. Therefore, creating better systems. Like there's there's a billion books all on this same exact thing that all just phrase it in a thousand different ways. Like Atomic Habits talks about shedding things. It talks about making your habits easier, like to, removing obstacles. It's like don't mm-hmm. don't make it easier to overcome. Just get rid of it. Another one, my buddy Rich. It's my buddy Rich's favorite book. Oh, what it takes, what it takes. That's literally what it's called. It takes what it takes. Yeah. And he, he just the entire book is just about doing it. Yeah, kind of but, on the same line of like, it's simple, not easy. Like, you know what it's gonna take. Like, there's no question really. Like, for anything you want to do in life. Mm-hmm. someone's done it more than likely and yeah. like you know just what you have to do like it's so simple like okay that's what sucks <laughs> it's like is is knowing what you have to do and it, all you have to do is do it yeah and a lot of time it's really not that much you know when you can start looking at the bigger picture obviously and like mm-hmm. all right this little change of my life over the next like 600 days Okay, like in the grand scheme, that's not that long, but like mm-hmm. that difference is like you can't even comprehend like what your life would be like if you stuck to like the small changes in your life and like slowly add them. Yeah, drink a gallon of water every single day. Yeah, better sleep, nutrition, like it's it's all there. Like everyone knows. Everyone, everyone knows how to do it. Everybody knows you stick to these principles. Like you go to the gym once a day. You wake up an hour earlier, you go to the gym every day. Yeah. What will your life look like in three months? Yeah. I could, and it's not, it's not even the gym. It's just moving your body. Go yeah. on a walk for an hour. Stretch for 15 minutes in the morning. Yeah. When you're scrolling TikTok, sit on the ground and stretch when you do it. That's literally what I do to like overcome some of those things when I don't like. Dang, I'm lazy. So, so you bundle it. I'm real lazy. I would rather just not do anything. <laughs> but then it's like I have to convince myself. So like. Knee injury, really mundane, like exercises I have to do to like get it stronger, mm-hmm. and it's so boring. So I just stand there with like those rubber, like a band on yeah. my bed frame, and it's just around, and I just straighten my leg. Just as you scroll TikTok or do whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, put on Netflix. Like it's just <laughs> the small changes like that. But you it's come just, over and watch Netflix. What are you I doing? I gotta do my stretching what, what routine. Are you it's uh, <laughs> we got an hour. Um, going back to when you mentioned when like thoughts and feelings fail, um, and principles are there, it kind of ties in to like not acting on emotion a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of a stretch to like get there, but I guess what were some of those lessons from your life? Dude, a huge one. It- it's like door-to-door sales. I'm in the world's worst and best, and every, like every emotion that there is to be had is found in door-to-door sales. And like I, honestly, I usually don't even tell people that that's what I do, but it, but yeah. it is. Like, yeah. and if I only knocked on doors when I wanted to knock on doors, I would probably knock like 13 days the entire summer. Mm-hmm. Or whenever it is I'm working. Like, yeah. That's, 
the most successful people in the industry are the people that have systems and fail to them every single day. Like, I, there were points in the summer where I'd have to tell myself I have to go knock on 10 doors today, but then I'd break it down, like, to the absolute, just break it down to the stupid, like, the impossible to fail. I have to go to the gym. I'll be back. I'll have the, the morning meeting at noon, afternoon. I have to... I have to have lunch at one thirty, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go, like, if I don't park my na- my car in this neighborhood, I fail. And then if I don't knock on at least one door, I fail. And it's like, if your first two goals after the meeting are to park your car in the neighborhood and knock on one door, like, the bar's on the floor. The bar is yeah. absolutely on the floor. But my systems were in place because, you know, if you knock on one door you'll probably knock on two. Yeah. It's just your feelings betray you every single day. I make a lot of phone calls every day now. Do I want to make phone calls? Do I enjoy it? Absolutely not. But every single day, I, like I have my place that I go. I have the way I set up my laptop and iPad. Like I have the, I have mm-hmm. the way, like the pen I use, the, the notebook. But once all of those are, are there, before I put down my pen, I have to start dialing. Chances yeah. are, if, you know, you make one phone call, you'll make another. Mm-hmm. And, like, this isn't even what the podcast is necessarily about, so, like, I don't even need to get into it. But, like, running back to everything else, like, I I went through, like, a weird, really weird gym slump where I wasn't going to the gym. But now, it's like, I have to put on my gym clothes before I even come downstairs in the morning, before I start making Kaylee breakfast. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, you're not going to walk around in your gym clothes all day. I Actually, sometimes I do. <laughs> so, like, that's that's just the truth. But, like... But it's it's taking away, like... Yeah, it's just... The mundane a, and the... It's just the first part of the system. Yeah. And like, then, you start the process. Like, yeah. And then you can really dive into it, and you're like, is it a principle that I'm fit? And so that's why my systems are built this way? And then, you, I don't know. We could keep on going down that. So how would you... How do you, I guess, how do I ask this? How do you determine a principle? Help. How do you determine a principle? Same way that one guy did on the bridge of morality, basically. It's like he got to choose where his moral ground starts and stops based on how it impacts people around him. I guess you have to break it down to like, who do I care about this? Like who is involved most with this principle? And, or even above that, it's like, who do I care about most? Is it the people in my life? Is it me, myself? Is it like a higher being, like your own God? Mm-hmm. Like in in college, everything I did was like, what what would God want? What would I want? What would other people want? Like lived and died by it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> just killed that. Just nuked that train of thought. But yeah. Okay. Kaylee has the, the perfect answer. She just showed me on her phone. How do you determine a principle? They're determined by your values. Principles are determined by your values. And that's... Like, so what's the difference up. between a principle and a value? Come over here, Kaylee. Come on, Kaylee. Come join the conversation. <laughs> Come over here. 
All right, Jake, you have to answer it now. What? What's the difference between a value and a principle? I haven't thought about this, and I'm not sure I quite know how to. Want to come over here, Kaylee? Do you have the answer? This is or your she, answer, not this is the answer. All she thinks about, reads about, writes about. Difference between a value and a principle. Principle is. I can't. I can't type it. I don't know. I can't. I'm going to have to uh, think about this for a minute. I don't have an answer adequate to give for this. I don't know how to, dis- I don't know how to describe a value. I don't have a personal definition for that. I don't think. Your values can change, but your principles don't. Yeah, so like a principle is like a law that you believe so deeply. Like a non-negotiable. Yeah, in non-negotiable. Okay. Or it's like your values kind of change depending on what stage of life you're in. So it's like you first get married and your top value is like just that other person. But then you have kids. So yeah. then your values like you add in things. Or maybe you're focusing on career. Oh, but like the but like the principle that yeah, like the principle that coincides is like you want to be a good family member. Yeah. But like initially, you value like being a good husband, and then eventually you value being a good father. But the principle is always there of being like a present and good family member. Okay, I think I I can understand that now a little bit better. I can respect that answer. So I'm like, yeah, my values right now. Jeez, man, I don't even know. Not be a terrible person. Koli, Try to be better. Koli Lee Kuchki. Values. Principles. So Kaylee's saying that values are subjective and Print. principles are unyielding. Un- unyielding. Wanna come say that in the microphone, please? <laughs> or just give it to Jake. No, you can say it. This is not Jake's. That's uh, not my thought. It kind of is. You say it. All right, go, Keely. You got it. What was I saying again? You could just read that quote and then go off of it. Okay, so Stephen Covey in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about the difference between your principles and your values. And so your, your values fluctuate and they change depending on what stage of life you're in. But the principles of your life are unyielding. They're always going to be a constant. And for example, he says like your principles are self-evident and as part of they're like they come from like your traditions and your philosophies and they're kind of from like deep in the ages. So they are principles that like somebody a hundred years ago would have also believed in. And I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to religion because it gives them like, it hands you what principles you're supposed to believe in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that makes it easy. But that's also why when people step away from religions, they spiral and they're like, what is my system? How, why are my emotions betraying me? Yeah. And then you just see like their whole life becomes... Like they have to redefine everything. Yeah. So it's like you need to make sure your principles are something even deeper than what a church tells you to believe or what your parents told you to believe or what like your culture told you to believe and make sure it's something that like you believe. Yeah. You personally have to have a connection with it. Yeah. 
because yeah. like Jake was like, saying, yeah, when you step away from religion, like you don't have that tie to like the church's way. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, well, if I don't have any stake or like any, you know, skin in the game necessarily to say, like, why would I live by those principles? Why well, could be be a good person? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. Great. Thank you. Dang. Solid. Okay, Jake. I have a quote for you, and then it kind of ties back into what we talked about on the last podcast. Okay. Okay. Let's quote. Who's the real you? The person who did something awful or the one who's horrified by the awful thing you did? Is one part of your is one part of you allowed to forgive the other? It's like last time we talked about, you know, you gotta look yourself in the mirror one day and understand that you are playing a role. Mm-hmm. Um if that is your situation. Um I think if you can be disgusted by your own actions or thoughts, if you can feel that one emotion. I think you're allowed to forgive yourself. I think you should forgive yourself. But I think you should also be honest with yourself. There's also that line of like, if if it's cruel or evil or whatever. Malevolent. Yeah, whatever word. Seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. For you to feel bad about it, you should also put to use that moral compass and realize there's a reason you're feeling that in the first place. And work to change it. And if you're not going to work to change it, then you should probably work to change the side of you that's that's criticizing you for it. Because it's better to just be honest with yourself about this is who I am or this is what I do. Should you change? Some would argue yes. Mm-hmm. But should you live truthfully? I would say that's probably more important. And then have you seen uh have you seen Stutz? Yeah, Jonah Hill's thing. Yeah, Kaylee loved it. Great. So I really liked it too, so but she loved it. Uh, when he, and it's like, I think a pretty repeated thing. Like you want, your friends give you stupid advice when you want them to listen and you want your therapist to give you advice mm-hmm. and all they do is listen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this quote from Albert Camus. I might be butchering that last name. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't walk behind me. I may not lead. Don't walk in front of me. I may not follow. Just walk beside me and be my friend. I like yeah. that. I think in most cases when it comes to like, you know, social circles and friendships and like all the shit we have to try and navigate in our mm-hmm. life. Um, I think more often than not, yeah, people just want someone just to be there. It's not anything like profound mm-hmm. to like help someone. Yeah, it's just art of showing up. People, and like, I'm I'm probably guilty of this too. It's like everyone wants to add their two cents. Like, someone starts telling you about a problem, people like to fix it. Like, that, those strength tests or whatever. Yeah. My, like, number one strength is restitution. And it, like, it's, it's fixing problems. Mm-hmm. And that's also a problem because it means I'm always looking for problems. And it can lead to a very negative worldview if I'm not careful because people are becoming critical and they yeah. want things to fix. Like they, people feel like they're smart if they can find a problem in something and fix it, mm-hmm. right? Like you come to me with relationship problems and stuff like that. 
I want to fix it. I want to tell you what to say. I want to tell you how to handle it. Why don't you tell me that then? Yeah, uh, well, but <laughs> because I shouldn't. Like that. That's why. Because I really shouldn't. Like, you know, I might disagree. Like to a degree, maybe I should. But like, I think it's more impressive in today's climate and like just the age of information where we all think we know everything. Like, I think it's more important just to be the person that's still capable of listening, like without having to give your own input, like without formulating a thought while someone's talking to you. Mm -hmm. Like we all know how important listening is, but none of us ever practice it. Like that's, that's just the sad truth. Like I'm, I'm super guilty of it. I'm way guilty of it. People are talking to me. Kaylee's talking to me about students. I'm already coming up with a way to discipline. I'm coming up with a way. Like, I'm not How a teacher. Kids' problems. Yeah. Make them pay attention. Exactly. Like, there's there's way to f- to fix things, but sometimes it's like there's a borderline. Does it need to be fixed? Does it not? It doesn't matter whether or not it needs to be fixed. It matters that that person that's coming to you for support is being supported. Like you're going to a therapist to share these problems, to feel supported, to find like a, a you know, a, a solution eventually. But mm-hmm. like you're going to a friend, not for a su- solution immediately, but to yeah. find support immediately. Like that that one mm-hmm. quote about, no, that's that's completely different. I'm not even gonna share it. I, but I'm just, <laughs> just it's just mixing. I can mix it in with your quote about. You know, like when, when you're looking for advice or help with a problem, be sure that you're reaching up, not out. You know, like if you're there with a friend who's trying to fix it for you, if, if I'm trying to fix it for a friend, a lot of times they're probably reaching laterally. I know as much about the subject as they do. I might, okay. I just might know a different something about it. Well, yeah. And so we're just, we're going in this fun little circle, feeling like we're helping each other out. And in reality, I may not even be helping them out at all. But like if they want a solution, they should probably be reaching up, you know, <laughs> someone that can actually help them advance. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Like, yeah, and feeling in that need when you just want support or if you actually want help mm-hmm. to make sure, yeah, which direction you're reaching out to. Because your friends are probably dumb as shit. Probably. <laughs> and like, and but like proudly, you know, yeah, <laughs> like... like we don't know what's going on. Uh, like Kaylee, Kaylee and I used to do this. I think now we kind of weigh it out a little bit better as like which one they're actually looking for. But like we used to flat out say to each other, like when they came to us or each other with the problem, be like, do you want me to listen to you? Mm-hmm. Like, do you need, do you just need to vent? Do you need to have a conversation about it? Or are you looking for a solution? Like, yeah. And I'm sure you see it all over social media now because people talk about it all the time on social media like that it's like what are you looking to do with this conversation what are you looking to accomplish Mm -hmm. because if someone's looking to vent like and just coming to you as a friend and you're trying to fix the problem it's going to piss them off like no progress is going to be made there yeah but like if they want to talk about it and you're letting them treat it like a vent session or they want to fix it and you're trying to talk about it like all the disconnects there in which route they're trying to take that is just frustrating. Nobody likes to have those conversations. Very true. Yeah. And then it just, it damages the relationship. They're, they're flustered. You're frustrated. 
every like nothing's connecting everyone's pissed off and they walk away and like especially bad if they walk away and you're like wow i'm a really good problem solver and they're like kaylee's like i'm married to a dumbass <laughs> and i'm like come on kaylee that was some great advice like yeah I, <laughs> I killed that. i don't know what you're talking about i know i'm like i'm gonna go write about that <laughs> I in just my journal fixed so many problems <laughs> i should be a teacher <laughs> I'm like, I'm so good at your job. <laughs> like, I wonder they don't pay you guys anything. I could step in. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could not do that. Oh, neither could I. Like, oh. I would be the worst teacher. I'd rip my hair. Worst. I'd be... I'm not going to say I'd be arrested quickly, but man, I could not take some of that <laughs> attitude from those kids. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Okay. But I think that's a good place to end it and kind of just kind of about the podcast, like speak out and when spoken to, listen. Yeah. Um, Heard around the world. More info on that coming um, in a little bit, but well, dude, thanks again, man. Time flies when you're having fun. It was a good one. All right. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody.